In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dearly beloved, Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In the last chapter of Mark, our Lord promises, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And the Apostle Peter has written, Baptism now saves you. The Word of God also teaches that we are all conceived and born sinful and are under the power of the devil until Christ claims us as his own. Therefore, depart, you unclean spirit, and make room for the Holy Spirit, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Receive the sign of the Holy Cross, both upon your forehead and upon your heart, to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the Crucified. Let us pray. Almighty and eternal God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray on behalf of your servant, Lawrence William, who asks for the gift of your baptism and desires your eternal grace through spiritual rebirth. Receive him, Lord, according to your promise. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Now give your blessing to him who asks, and open the door to him who knocks, so that he may obtain the eternal blessing of this heavenly bath, and receive the promised kingdom that you give, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Again, let us pray. Almighty and eternal God, according to your strict judgment, you condemn the unbelieving world through the flood, Yet according to your great mercy, you preserve believing Noah and his family eight souls in all. You drowned hard-hearted Pharaoh and all his host in the Red Sea, yet led your people Israel through the water on dry ground, foreshadowing this washing of your holy baptism. Through the baptism in the Jordan of your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, you sanctified and instituted all waters, to be a blessed flood and a lavish washing away of sin. We pray that you would behold Lawrence William according to your boundless mercy and bless him with true faith by the Holy Spirit that through this saving flood all sin in him which has been inherited from Adam and which he himself has committed since would be drowned and die. Grant that he be kept safe and secure in the holy ark of the Christian church, being separated from the multitude of unbelievers and serving your name at all times with a fervent spirit and a joyful hope, so that with all believers in your promise, he would be declared worthy of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.
Hear the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. They brought young children to Jesus that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord preserve your coming in and your going out from this time forth, and even forevermore. Amen. Lawrence William, do you renounce the devil? Uh, we need a little stronger confession than this. Lawrence William, do you renounce the devil? Do you renounce all his works? Do you renounce all his ways? Do you believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Yes, I Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Lawrence William, do you desire to be baptized? Yes, I do. Lawrence William, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all your sins, strengthen you with his grace, 
to life everlasting. Amen. Receive this burning light to show that you have received Christ, who is the light of the world. Live always in the light of Christ and be ever watchful for his coming, that you may meet him with joy and enter with him into the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. In holy baptism, God the Father has made you a member of his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and an heir with us of all the treasures of heaven in the one holy Christian and apostolic church. We receive you in Jesus' name as our brother in Christ, that together we might hear his word, receive his gifts, and proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. We welcome you in the name of the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God and Father, we thank and praise you that you graciously preserve and enlarge your family and have granted Lawrence William the new birth in holy baptism and made him a member of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and an heir of your heavenly kingdom. We humbly implore you that as he has now become your child, you would keep him in his baptismal grace that according to your good pleasure, he may faithfully grow to lead a godly life to the praise and honor of your holy name. And finally, with all your saints, obtain the promised inheritance in heaven through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Again, let us pray. Heavenly Father, you sent your Son into this world as the child of the Virgin Mary. We thank you for the life of this child entrusted to our care. Help Tyler and Rachel remember that we are all your children and so love and nurture Lawrence William that he may attain to the full stature intended for him in your eternal kingdom. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Again, let us pray. Lord and giver of life, look with kindness upon this father and mother and upon all our parents. Let them ever rejoice in the gift you have given them. Enable them to be teachers and examples of righteousness for their children. Strengthen them in their own baptism that they may share eternally with their children the salvation you have given them. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Peace be with you. Amen. Please stand. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, 
God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. since you never fail to help and govern those whom you nurture in your steadfast fear and love. Work in us a perpetual fear and love of your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the second Sunday after Trinity, is recorded in Proverbs chapter 9. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her meat. She has mixed her wine. She has also furnished her table. She has sent out her maidens she cries out from the highest places of the city. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. As for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, Come, eat of my bread, and drink of the wine I have mixed. Forsake foolishness and live, and go in the way of understanding. He who corrects a scoffer gets shame for himself, and he who rebukes a wicked man only harms himself. Do not correct a scoffer, lest he hate you. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man, 
and he will be still wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. This is the word of the Lord. Epistle is recorded in St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 2. Now in Christ, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off, and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one Spirit to the Father. Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. According to St. Luke, the 14th chapter. Now, when one of those who sat at the table with Jesus heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then Jesus said to him, a certain man gave a great supper and invited many. And he sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, Come, 
for all things are now ready. But they all with one accord began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. I ask you to have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to test them. I ask you to have me excused. Still another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in here the poor, and the maimed, and the lame, and the blind. And the servant said, Master, it is done as you commanded, and still there is room. <coughs> then the master said to the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I say to you that none of those men who were invited shall taste my supper. This is the gospel of the Lord.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When those who sat at table with Jesus heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Jesus said to him, A certain man gave a great supper and invited many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, Come, for all things are now ready. But they all with one accord began to make excuses. So that servant came and reported these things to the master. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in here the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind. And the servant said, Master, it is done as you commanded, and still there is room. Then the master said to the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We're hearing much in our time about racism. Racism is not our systemic problem. Sin is our systemic problem. And at the heart of sin is a faith that is meritorious, that is works righteous. In other words, I like you because you're like me and you please me and do the things that I want or think should be done. I don't like you because you're different than I am and you do not do the things that I think should be done. At the heart of our problem as human beings since the fall is a systemic works righteousness. You saw it there at Cain and Abel in the garden. After they expelled from Eden, Cain and Abel give their offering to the Lord. Cain despises his brother. Why? Because he believes that his work, his offering, should make him acceptable to God, and therefore he despises his brother whose offering was accepted when his was not. This systemic works righteous sin continued throughout the Old Testament. Between Jew and Gentile, a careful reading of the Old Testament indicates that God chose Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to be his special people, not to the exclusion of everyone else, but precisely so that he might include everyone who had strayed from the Lord at the Tower of Babel. The Old Testament Church of Israel, God's choice of the Jews, was not a choice based on merit. And yet, how many times in the Gospels do we see the Pharisees who claim to be experts in the law despise those who are not as expert in the law as they were? Next week, we will hear about how they murmur against Jesus. Why? Because he receives sinners and eats with them. That is not right. What is the problem? They held on to their works their accomplishments, their achievements, the things that they believed were the most important, and they let go 
of the grace of God. And the grace of God and the gift of salvation comes not at all by human merit, not by skin color, not by cultural background, but comes entirely by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. They murmured against Jesus because he received sinners and ate with them. In Africa, if you were to accompany me there sometime, you would think that the entire continent has got to be one because they all have really, really, really dark skin. But even in Africa, there are tribes pit against tribes in every country. Why? The problem is not race. The problem is power. The problem is a works righteousness, a desire for control at the expense of others. St. Paul in the epistle for today is speaking about the great gift that in the gospel that the apostles were proclaiming, Jew and Gentile, the two are brought together as one. And the common denominator in Ephesians chapter 2 is grace. Earlier, verses ahead of our epistle, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Letting go of the idol of works makes it possible for us to accept one another rightly as God's forgiven and redeemed people. And so St. Paul says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were afar off, and he's talking about the Gentiles, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, the peace of both Jew and Gentile, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. For the Jews, their perennial problem was that they held on to the works of the law, this is who we are, and it is why we are superior to all others. It is why they despised the Gentiles, and particularly the Samaritans, who were half-breed Jew and Gentile, who didn't worship in the pure way. Notice what it produced in them. It was a false theology. It's not what the Word of God taught. But it produced in them all matter of bitterness and hatred toward those who were not like them. In contrast to this, the Gentiles always felt when they were encountering those Jews of the works righteous ilk as if they could never measure up. And therefore there was a lot of resentment and hatred also among the Gentiles for the Jews. But the problem wasn't race. The problem was a failure to understand the reality of sin. And that salvation comes 
as a gift of God's grace in the Lord Jesus and in what he has done in his flesh to make not only of the two, Jew and Gentile, but of all people one through the blood of his cross. Faith in one's self and one's accomplishments will never give peace, and it always breeds content. Faith in the grace of God. A faith that is nurtured by a mercy that we don't deserve. Always moves outside of itself in compassion and mercy toward one another. To clasp the hands of those who are entirely different from us, but who are made one with us by the blood of Jesus. The parable of the Great Supper is an invitation of the gospel to receive the Lord Jesus and his forgiveness as a free gift of God's grace and to feast upon it in our lives, in every aspect of our lives, at all times as the one thing needful. The parable of the Great Supper represents forgiveness, eternal life, and salvation in Jesus. The invitation represents the call of the gospel. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The excuses made by those, I have bought a piece of ground, I have five yoke of oxen, I've just got married. All of these excuses are the ways in which the works righteous faith of the sinful heart pushes back against the invitation of the gospel. The poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind represent all sinners for whom Christ died. And this great supper of salvation to which the gospel calls us, begins here in this life at the altar of the Lord when we kneel together, red and yellow, black and white, precious in his sight. For Jesus loves the little children of the world and is made of the many one in Christ. It's why the church historically has knelt together, drunk from the common cup together of every nation and culture and skin color and language group. We partake of the great supper by hearing Christ's word, confessing our sins to God and before one another, and kneeling to receive the cup of salvation. I need Christ, and so do you. That's what the parable of the Great Supper is all about. And when the master is angry, you know what he's angry about? Nothing matters more to God than to believe in and embrace his son and the gift of salvation in Jesus. He doesn't care about human works in the slightest. He cares about what Jesus has done, his only son for you and for the whole world. What delights the father is that you rejoice to receive his son and live in his forgiveness and mercy. And the only thing that makes God angry is when you turn away from Jesus and the free gift of salvation in him. I need Christ. He forgives my sin. He teaches me how to love, how to love my wife, my children, my grandchildren, my congregation. He rescues me from the self-centeredness of my flesh. He teaches me how all of the temporal gifts of this life he gives to be used in loving service to my neighbor, even as Jesus, though he was rich, 
became poor for your sakes, that we through his poverty might become rich in the grace of God. He teaches me how to forgive, how to pray, how to love my enemies, and how to bear the burdens of others. And that's all centered in the gospel of God's free grace. It's the only thing that can give peace and contentment and a sense of self-worth. He gives me a word to speak to the congregation that you might receive him too. We all need him because he is our Savior and there is none other. He died on the cross and shed his blood to give us the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. And in the blood of his cross, he makes of the many one. And in the gospel, he never tires of extending the invitation to the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind sinners, come to me and I will give you rest. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you that through your holy word you have called us to your great supper of salvation. We implore you to enliven our hearts by the gift of your grace, your mercy and forgiveness which the Holy Spirit pours forth upon us in the preaching of the gospel, and in the blessed sacraments. Grant us to receive the Lord Jesus and living by your grace and mercy in Christ to live in compassion toward one another. Lord, in your mercy. Lord Jesus, you instituted the office of the public ministry and instructed your church to call ministers of your word. Having prayed for the guidance of your Holy Spirit, we have called a pastor, the Reverend Anthony Dodgers of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Iowa to proclaim your saving gospel among us and to be headmaster of our academy. Assist him to recognize the needs of our congregation and the welfare of your kingdom. And according to your will, grant that he accept the call to serve among us, Lord in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you for the new birth of water and the word granted to Lawrence William Haig this morning. And we pray for your protection and blessing upon Joshua Franklin, Hannah Girach, Sharon Martin, Christine Miley, Marcy Gall, Jennifer Clark, and Eric Greshner celebrating baptismal birthdays this week that preserved in the love of Christ they may be faithful unto death. Lord, in your mercy. O oh God, most merciful Father, without your care and preservation, all things wither and die. Open the windows of heaven during this time of drought and send bountiful rain on us to revive and renew the land. Graciously hear our prayer that we may praise and glorify your name forever and ever. Lord, in your mercy. Give comfort to the sick and lonely and to those who mourn and hear the prayers of all who are in any need. 
we give thanks to you for those who have been brought through surgery and are on the road to recovery. And we commend to you Donna Lovis, who will return home after therapy for a broken wrist. Frank Copling, recovering from abdominal surgery. Paul Schneider from heart surgery. John Leiter from a stroke and seizures related to these strokes. Louise Bollmeyer, recuperating at home. Barb Levon, recuperating from a second back surgery and multiple strokes. Jeremy LaFour and his family in his battle with ALS. And we commend to you our brothers and sisters enduring treatment for cancer, especially Gabby, Timothy, Irwin, Tom, Jim, Abruyeba Amaso, Jill, and Allison. Bring healing to all of our brothers and sisters according to your will. Sustain them with your grace. You are the Lord who feeds and nourishes us with the wisdom of the cross. So help us to turn to you in faith and find our every need answered in your gracious favor. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us pray the offertory. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, who with your only begotten Son and the Holy Spirit are one God, one Lord. In the confession of the only true God, we worship the Trinity in person and the unity and substance of majesty co-equal. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying,
Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive. Renew and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth, to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers. Deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.